Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Sexy, the podcast where I read you an erotic story and you listen to it with open ears and an open mind, question mark. Maybe you don't have an open mind and you're judging everything I say the whole time. That would be an odd thing to do though. So I'm going to assume you're here because you are enjoying the story so far. And the story that you've been enjoying so far is one that was written by Fit and Trim, an author that I found on the website literotica.com. And the title of that story is Lesbian Slave Island. And we've come a long way from the early days of Lisa, Sasser and Helen's trio relationship and the drawing up of the initial slave owner's contract. We're now all the way to chapter nine. After our bumper episode last time, the two-parter that had to be split up, that was a mammoth chapter. This time, the chapter, I've just had a little look, is a little bit shorter. It's only... Uh, it's only three and a half thousand words, so that's half the length, which I think is much more manageable. So we'll get this one done in one episode of the podcast. We won't have to split it up for two, so that's a relief. This chapter, rather than a BDSM chapter like the last two, this is a lesbian sex chapter. So possibly we'll be getting a little bit more, I guess, of what you might traditionally think of as lesbian sexual activity, a bit more cullenningus, perhaps some fingering. <laughs> maybe playing with the boobies. Anyway, who am I to say at this point? I, I make a point of not reading ahead, so I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm experiencing this at the same time as you are for the first time, as I read it aloud. This chapter, just a little... I don't know how interested people are in the stats, but for me it's something that I've been in the habit of paying attention to. So quite similar stats. A marginal improvement, I would say, on the last chapter, on chapter 8. So chapter 9 has a rating of 4.63. It is 0.08 decimal places more popular in terms of its star rating than the previous chapter. It's had slightly more uh, readers, slightly more views. Uh, last time 35.2 thousand, this time 35.9. Possibly that has to do with the tagging of it as a lesbian sex story rather than as a BDSM story. Maybe there's more people reading in the lesbian sex category, more people in that market. It's got a very similar number of likes. Chapter 8 had 24. This has 26. So two additional people liked it. And four comments last time, six comments this time. So maybe those two extra people were people who also left comments. Just to do a brief recap of where we left off, uh, we'd arrived at the island during chapter 8, and we'd had a new character introduced, Gabriella, the bisexual housekeeper who lives off the island in her single-parent family, but seems like she is cool with the kind of things that Helen and Sasa tend to get up to and wouldn't raise too many eyebrows uh what's going on and it seemed like actually lisa maybe was interested in gabriella getting involved in some way so possibly she'll come back in this episode we had the big decision for lisa the moment where she decides to either go back to normal life or to commit to being a lesbian island slave by taking off her clothes and on the second morning after their arrival at the island, she stripped off 
pretty much as soon as she woke up. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was really keen to get back into being an owned slave, and it uh, seems like Helen and Sasa were moderately relieved, although I don't think they really doubted that Lisa was going to go ahead with it. I don't think... What else happened? We had breakfast with the sisters, uh, so the three of them had breakfast, and I'd say some light BDSM play, nothing too extreme. The new thing is the nose ring chain that Sass has brought out to lead Lisa round, a bit like a little horsey, which is obviously her fantasy. She likes that. And we rounded off that chapter with Helen ominously saying that she would find some ways to humble Lisa even further. So that's where we left off. And without any more preamble, let's crack on to chapter nine of Lesbian Slave Island. We sat in silence an uncomfortably long while. They snacked and stared at my nakedness at the table across from them. They could see only my upper torso, but what a sight of sexual submissiveness I was. In contrast to their comfortable state of freedom and full clothing, I was more naked than naked. My shoulders strained, pulled back because of the super-tight elbow cinch behind my back. My forearms bent with my hands at my left hip to ease the strain. My wrists were also bound tightly together. Fortunately, I am slim and flexible. Many people would not be able to get into this position, much less stay in it for a long time. I could eat something only when one of them chose to hand-feed me. My nose ring further proclaimed my powerlessness and subservience by the humiliation it conferred. They did not wear nose rings, and the ring they placed on me was not some little decoration. The nose ring I wore could not be missed, a silver hoop large enough to rest on my upper lip. They talked about me as if I had no say, as if I was simply their property, because indeed I had no say, only influence, and I was their fully owned property, subject only to a few minor clauses. I did receive one question before my next humiliation. Helen asked me if I was very hungry, not just hungry, but very hungry. I softly answered, no, my owner. Sasa turned to Helen to say how much she loved it when I called them owners. Helen nodded, saying using the word owners is arousing and sensual, because it confirms what is true, that here on this island, they really did own me as their property. Helen reached into the box and raised the face harness, which had a gag ball. My heart skipped a beat, knowing how erotically submissive and humiliated this would make me feel. Helen told me that when I had this on, if I needed to communicate anything that I needed to speak about, or if I had trouble breathing, that I should make a series of squeals. My mouth opened slightly, and I almost stopped, but I wanted to know I'd heard correctly, and to share with her that this was maybe shockingly humiliating, a bit too humiliating. Squeals, I softly asked, my eyebrows raising in humiliated misery. Helen nodded, eyes sparkling. Helen told me she was pleased, but a bit surprised over my surprise, because she knew I craved erotic humiliation. Helen granted me some influence, deciding that the sound would be best discovered after experimentation. We'll practice that after I put this on you, she said. I wasn't sure why she used the word we, because I would be the one trying out different loud sounds. I sat there trying to smile, but they could surely tell it was a worried type of smile. 
I could feel the heat of my blush as she inserted the gag ball and tightened the harness. I whispered in humiliation, but I was so aroused by this. Such an utter humiliation and strong feeling of being totally owned. I blushed more deeply as I practised my alarm sounds. At first they were more like grunts, but Helen ordered me to make them higher, into high-pitched sounds. Oh, I moaned in arousal. How utterly submissive I felt. How utterly owned and controlled. How humiliating. My sex fantasies coming true. Some of the sounds I made through the ball gag did sound like squeals, but what they wanted was a clear alarm sound. I made a high-pitched long cry, more like a wail, but longer. Sasa commented on my deep blushing, much to my shame. Helen added how charming my blushes are. Sasa grinned, then blew me a kiss, saying that my blushing made me so sweet, and her so aroused. I smiled through my gag and total humiliation, knowing I was arousing them. Sasa's air kiss made me feel loved, and feeling love towards Sasa, my eyes must have sparkled back into hers. They snacked on fruit and discussed the weather, which prompted them to take out their smartphones and check the forecast. Sunny skies and perfectly stable temperatures for the next day or two. Then some rain. Then sunny again. Sasa began finding lesbian bondage pictures and pointing out certain ones to Helen. They would look at me and smile, but they only sometimes showed me the image of interest. Soon enough, especially because of my sound-making, the saliva accumulated enough to spill out. Drool began pooling inside my mouth, then seeping out around the ball gag, then streaming slowly down the side of my chin on the side of the ball gag that I was slightly tilting my head towards. My owners were fascinated by my lack of control, the helplessness to stop the saliva. I was even more utterly humiliated by my drooling, by their staring at me, watching this wet, uncontrolled display. Sasser ordered me to position myself in such a way as to ensure the drool falls onto my exposed breast. The way she glanced at my bare breast when she said that made me feel exposed and desired. I felt even more humiliated somehow when Sasser nodded and pointed to my breast. Yes, that one, slave, she said. I realised I must have communicated my question with my eyes, or perhaps she was simply making me hurry into a slightly leaning position. Helen moved to clean me up with her napkin, but Sasser pulled her sister's hand back gently. Sasser explained she loved watching this, how it demonstrated my helplessness, and brought even more blushing onto my face. Helen smiled sweetly at her younger sister, nodding, then both enjoyed staring at me, the sexual art they had helped to create. To my further embarrassment, Sasa took a picture of me. She showed it to Helen, then to me. There I was, in erotic, uninhibited bondage, drool glistening, breasts prominently up and out. I admired my deltoid and tricep muscles, which popped out in that position. I experienced a mixture of thoughts and emotions, the first being pride and pleasure. I even turned myself on. Then humiliation, as my eyes pleaded not to share that pic. Helen could read my mind. She caressed my strained bare shoulder and told me they would be careful with any pics. After all, they were involved in them too, and we didn't want any trouble stopping our blissful adventures. She glanced meaningfully at Sasa, who nodded. The next picture Sasa showed me was from the internet, a pretty young lady also wearing a face harness. After that one, Sasa showed us a wider view in another picture of the same face-harnessed young woman. She was a pony slave. I am so hot to train you to be our pony slave, grinned Sasser. She arched her eyebrow and gave a mischievous grin. 
Mm, yes, smiled Helen. We have all summer, at least, to train our sleigh properly to perfection. We three glanced at one another in happiness. Sasser added, Most people would not be happy in your situation. You are such a sex-crazed, Helen interrupted, super-sensuous, high-libido person, like my sister. We all grinned, or at least they did, but they could tell I was smiling with my eyes through the ball gag. Helen spoke after another pause of their staring at me in my nakedness, tightly bound and drooling. For the moment I'm feeling like our slave property should be more displayed, even more visible as we relax. Sasa, would you be so kind as to bring a bar stool here, she said. Sasa instantly grinned and was off to grab a stool. Helen held aloft a dildo with a suction base. I gulped. Soon the sisters were helping me slide onto the dildo, which was sticking straight up from the stool. They held my arms for my balance, and I was giddy from their hands guiding my hips and thighs. I was standing, but with slightly bent knees, I lowered slowly onto the head of the dildo. Fortunately, I was so aroused that the dildo could slide into the steamy moisture. Nevertheless, the vertical dildo was large enough that I had to slide up and down slowly quite a few times before I absorbed its entire length and was sitting still, as Helen commanded, on the stool. I was in ecstasy during this. A dream come true, both of them staring at my thighs, labia, flat abs, seeing my moisture. They stood, and to ensure I didn't fall off, held onto my bound arms mostly, but also touching my hips and thighs a little. Eventually, when I was firmly all the way down and steady, Helen got out her camera, for higher resolution photos. They settled back into their chairs and looked up at me. The seat of the stool was higher than the tabletop. I was on display my wet, juicing, bare vagina at their eye level. They were there like that for about an hour. The saliva drool continued to flow all over my chin, chest, breasts, and further down, abs and loins. I was glistening. They were not drying me off. Instead, they loved my sensuous moisture, helplessness, blushing, and intense arousal. The whole time, I could only make noises and whimpers when they asked me anything. I moved occasionally, but they would often stop me with a warning, ensuring I would not climax. Sasa would occasionally stand up and rub my saliva further across my hair, face, chest, shoulders and strained arms behind me. This was so erotically humiliating to me, I became even more soaking wet down there. Sex juices flowing down the dildo, the stool and my legs. Helen pointed this out to Sasa, that their slave property was oozing multiple types of liquid. Saliva, sweat and sex juice. Sasa added that I was glistening in the sun, and they took more pictures. This aroused me intensely. The picture-taking revealed that they did see me as a sex and art object, fulfilling a deep desire. When they started taking the first video, I was mortified at first, and soon after moaned in desperate arousal. They loved it when I posed and tried to smile. Helen asked me whether I loved this. I nodded my head in enthusiastic agreement and shame. I cried just a little bit in humiliation and happiness. Helen asked if I needed to use my safe squeal, but I shook my head and she could see that I was okay as my face and eyes contorted into a smile. She stood to caress my hair and massage my strange naked shoulders. That made me blush again in humiliation, which they loved to see and talked about. They knew I got off on the humiliation, and my emotions were deeply interesting to them. And of course, the more they talked about my erotic humiliation and utter submission, the more humiliated and aroused I became. I felt near to orgasm almost the whole hour on the stool. 
After the first half an hour, they started intensely focusing on my loins. Helen got some body jewellery out of the box and sorted through the choices. Sacerdelically pulled at my labia, spreading them. I moaned and whimpered in ecstasy and submission, knowing I was so helplessly displayed. Helen clipped on some labia weights. Oh, how displayed and erotic I was. Part of their conversation then was about the intense discipline I must receive. I had written this into the slave training manual myself, as the only way to truly impress upon all parties that the slave was truly the property of her owners to make this totally real. I wanted to feel the full reality of being owned by these beautiful sisters, of being their sensual sex toy, their love slave, totally theirs to fully enjoy without any inhibitions. Helen and Sasa discussed how I actually wanted that. When they looked at me, I conveyed my emotions as much as I could while gagged. I blushed and nodded when asked whether the total and utter ownership of me is still my dream come true. I nodded shyly when asked whether the discipline should be hard, even painful, for my initiation ritual. I nodded again when Helen asked me to confirm that I wanted pain. More drool oozed out. Sasa grinned. Again, Sasa showed with her delighted expression that she was not worried about being too hard on me. I tried to speak through the gag. Yef, ooh, m, love, eats, ubum. I nodded when Helen correctly translated. Yes, you must. Slave needs discipline. Sasa asked brightly, looking into my eyes. Do you love being so naked in front of us? I nodded, of course. She popped a series of more questions, to each of which I nodded but every time in a more embarrassed way. Is it humiliating to you that your juices are oozing and slick sliding down the dildo, even down your legs? she asked. Are you not at all able to control that saliva oozing out? Are you uncomfortable that your drool is making your chin, breasts, stomach, and even your thighs wet and slick and shiny in the sun? But does that display of your helplessness, our total control of you, our property, make your insides quiver in erotic bliss. To that one, my eyes and whole being aligned with my whimpers and nodding of total humiliating, arousing agreement. My hips started to move, my vaginal muscles grasping the dildo deep inside. Helen stood up sternly to warn me to stop that. I immediately held still. Helen took out a different, larger whip and stood slightly behind me to my left side. Sasa smiled with lust and, I hope, a little sympathy as Helen began to lightly whip me. The force of her whipping increased until she could tell I was getting uncomfortable. She told me three more hard. I braced, but she reminded me to relax my muscles. One, I wailed into the gag. Two, I writhed and wailed louder. Three, very, very hard. I cried out sharply, whimpered and tears sprang into my eyes. Sasser also stood and caressed my hair and shoulder. That was hot, slave. Sasa purred. Helen told me that my pumping my hips without permission, endangering an orgasm, was the main reason the discipline began. Helen said she felt that whipping me somehow something triggered in her mind to be willing and even eager to thoroughly discipline me. Sasa rummaged through the box as Helen sat down. Helen and I exchanged glances. Her eyes smiled, and then mine did too. I said, thank you. Of course it was garbled due to the gag. Helen leaned over the table and kissed my nose. Sasa then stood next to me with a small, narrow, sharp-looking whip. They took turns playing with my nipples. Eventually they started kissing me, licking my nose and distended lips. It was delicious to be kissed by both of them at the same time. As they noticed the sun's heat becoming more powerful, 
They put on wide-brimming straw hats and lotion, and they thoroughly slathered me with sunblock, every square millimetre of me, having me stand up finally. They stared as I slid off of the slick dildo, and then they sprayed me with all-natural insect repellent, rather sweet-smelling. Sasa happily led me round by a leash, often making me prance with knees just so high. Sasa led me by the leash for a long time. She kept telling Helen and me how much she loved the simple bondage of elbow and wrist ties, collar, leash and gag. The ties may be displayed and helpless. The gag continued to make me drool and talk only in muffled sounds, contributing to my erotic humiliation, though prancing with my knees just so high was the most humiliating aspect. The collar was sexy, and the leash put her in control. Helen went to do some things inside, winking to Sasa. Sasa smiled into my eyes and said, You are all mine for a little while. I smiled back, as much as I could with the gag, and widened my eyes in apprehension. She pulled the leash while ordering me to my knees. She told me to stay kneeling there and rummage through the box. Her eyes lit up, and she seemed unusually serious as she showed me what she'd found. The ponytail butt plug. I nodded by instinct, more to communicate I understood, not to give any permission. She helped me lie on the ground, and then raise my derriere high. She lubricated my anus tenderly, commenting how clean it was. She wiped her hands and released the ball gag, at which I gasped and thanked her. She placed the butt plug against my lips, and I began to kiss and lick it. Then, for quite a while, she enjoyed pushing it into and pulling it out of my mouth, telling me it was for further lubrication and, of course, erotic humiliation and dominance. I nodded and blinked in agreement and understanding as I continued to gush saliva all over it. Sasa took a while to insert the tail into my anus. I tried to get my muscles there to relax, but they would seem to grip the plug on their own. Sasa spoke to me in delight the whole time, coaching me to relax and praising me also for the excellent gripping, because the butt plug would have to stay in soon as I would be exercising. Sasser enjoyed my humiliation very much as I moaned in this situation. Sasser French-kissed me before placing the gag back in my mouth. She loved her total dominance of me so much she had me prancing for a solid hour. I was pouring sweat and panting for air, but loving the workout and the attention. I was glad I was in such a good shape. As I grew tired, my perfect form slipped, giving Sasser excuses to whip me everywhere and spank my derriere. Not that she needed excuses, she also whipped various parts of me for simple encouragement and because she loved to do it. Halfway through that hour, Helen came out and grabbed her digital camera again. I thought of protesting, even though I hadn't before. I whimpered instead. I realised the rush of erotic humiliation and arousal, the sense of utter submission that being photographed like this was giving me. What utter submission I was in, so humiliated, so erotic. So bound, prancing, sweating and panting, and being photographed. I realised that if I weren't so crazily aroused and in love with these sisters, I would have freaked out to be photographed. With them, this was just another way I felt actually owned, loved, a sex object and even a work of art. Helen surprised me by saying she was going to film me now. I forgot a digital camera could take videos too. Helen added that we can all watch these videos later and comment on technique and how to make this even more erotic. I actually blushed even more as she began to film, knowing I would be watching this with them. I strove to perfect my form, prancing just as perfectly as I could, raising each knee just so high, 
modelling what the most fancily trained horse might do. During that hour, I had to pee once. They made a spectacle out of that, knowing it would erotically humiliate me and turn me on even more. Sasser called Helen over for it, and we went into a corner of the patio. I stood and spread my legs, and my face became hot as they watched me pee. Sasser seemed more focused on the pee and the loins, while Helen got me blushing even more, by deeply looking into my eyes, embarrassing me even more. Simple things were also humiliating. Sasser giving me water from a cup as I stood so naked, displayed and helpless. Sasser caressing my long hair and pulling my head back with it. Helen and Sasser standing or walking near me, so nicely dressed in contrast to my body, so nakedly displayed, sweat and juice pouring, chest and ribcage heaving as I struggled to pull in enough oxygen for this strenuous exercise. A moment I will always cherish is when Sasser held and rubbed my behind my back bound arms and oozed, oh she is so hot and I so love owning her, and then Sasser caressed my buttocks. Oh, what a perfect derriere, beamed Sasser, as she kissed each cheek lovingly. Back onto the dildo stool I went, this time with the feeling of the butt plug filling my other hole. Why I blushed when I was ordered to spread my legs wider, I'm not sure. They had already seen me. While Sasser played with me, Helen took some time to review the slave training manual I had written. I became extremely curious when I saw her taking notes and making sketches. To be continued. Okie dokie. Well, we got straight into the old stool fantasy. I think that's the third time we've had that now, but this was the first time we've had a lot of detail about it and the full ensemble of stool, dildo, Lisa combined. We had an awful lot of detail about the gag and the copious amounts of saliva drooling down over her breasts and thighs and essentially all over her this whole time she's been just covered in saliva and maybe that's why they had to put that insect repellent on her because surely all that saliva all over her body that's going to be attracting flies and insects and all kinds of stuff i think it's it's good though that they are thinking about that kind of stuff and you know while they've got their clothes on (laughs) and these big sombrero hats to shield them from the sun at least they are putting suntan lotion on lisa's body so that she doesn't get burned i think to be honest that's less about lisa's comfort than it is about helen and sasa not wanting to ruin the artistry of the whole thing i think it probably would ruin the visual aesthetic if she was red like a lobster during all this finally (laughs) the um butt plug The ponytail butt plug that Lisa was so excited about has made an appearance. No surprises that it was Sasser who brought that out first and popped that in. (laughs) Uh, It seemed like Lisa really enjoyed that. That was possibly a moment of anxiety for her. There was an awful lot of detail about the preparation of the anus. So um, good that they they went to that trouble, didn't just pop it in dry. They uh, made sure it was nicely wet and lubricated down there although to be fair this whole situation has been very very aquatic from the beginning i mean she was already covered in saliva and vaginal juices or i think as fit and trim puts it sex juice 
that's not a word that I would use um, these days, possibly as a teenager. <laughs> sex juice. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a teenager way to, to describe. I, I also, there was a sentence that really stuck out to me. My wet juicing bare vagina at their eye level. Juicing vagina. It's a weird way to put it. And I don't know that there's any partners that I've had who would appreciate me referring to their state of arousal, the physical arousal of their body, as a juicing vagina. <laughs> I think that would go down like a sack of hot shit if I said, Ooh, wow, your vagina's really juicing. <laughs> oh, good. The foreplay has done its job. You've got a very juicy vagina. <laughs> I can't imagine uh, really saying that to anyone. But there we are. Maybe the codes of practice are different when it's two or three women than it is when it's a man and a woman. So a lot of detail about the photography. That's obviously going to become something that we see in later episodes. The humiliation of Lisa having to watch back what she's done in the past. Look at the photos of her prancing around like a little horsey. I think... That certainly sounds humiliating. Uh, it's it's even humiliating to a certain degree to watch videos of yourself doing normal things, isn't it? You know, when somebody catches a video of you just when you when you're not realizing that you're being filmed, and you know, or even even a still photograph of you when you're caught off guard can be quite embarrassing. So I really feel for Lisa in in this situation because. She's going to have to watch probably what is quite a lot of footage of herself prancing around naked with a ball gag and ponytail butt plug, uh, doing moves in the style of the most fancily trained horses. Um, you know, I imagine sort of little hooves kind of doing little uh, pitter-patter, kind of maybe crossing hooves, doing like almost like a little horsey dance is what I imagine when she talks about the kind of fancy horse moves, <laughs> the prancing. I thought it was interesting that they pulled out a, a secondary digital camera to take some of these pictures. I mean, that's kind of odd in a way, given that this was written in 2019. Um, so this is a full year after Chapter 8, which I forgot to mention earlier. But in 2019, were digital cameras as a kind of side piece to the phone camera uh, a thing that people really did? I don't recall that. That was more of a thing back in the noughties, maybe into the early 2010s. Maybe when this story first came out, the first episode released in 2010, that would have been a more relevant detail to pull out a digital camera. Um but then again, these girls are very rich, so maybe they've got some fancy DSLR, you know, with all the bells and whistles, multiple lenses, a ridiculous amount of megapixels, because she does mention that the reason they've got the camera is for a higher resolution. So maybe that's maybe that's the reason that it's a, a fancy camera trumps the technology of the phone camera of 2019. We still haven't progressed far into the first day, though. We're still... Um, what time is it when they put the lotion on her? It seemed like that was maybe midday when it was kind of heating up for the day. I, I mean, I don't think they've had lunch. 
so we uh, we can't be that far into the day maybe we're maybe we're just past midday at the at the close of this little bit here maybe that's where helen went to get a little bit of lunch while did it say where helen went yeah just as helen went to do some things inside so maybe that was helen having a bit of lunch and uh, lisa was sasa's lunch and lisa as the slave obviously doesn't get any lunch but she said she wasn't very hungry so my best guess is this is pre-lunchtime, so we've still got plenty of time for this day. It's going to be a very intense day, and I have a feeling it's going to wrap up with the ritual that keeps being touted, the initiation ceremony ritual thing, which uh, we've already had quite a lot of whipping so far in this day, but that ceremony sounds like it's going to have a lot of whipping. So not necessarily a chapter that I'm looking forward to, but some people, that's their bread and butter, isn't it? They're way more into that than they're into any of the other things that these guys get up to a relief to lisa probably that there was only one point during that uh, morning where she needed to do a wee and obviously <laughs> satter and helen weren't going to let that one go they obviously had to make a big deal out of it so they all made her go over to a corner of the patio and do a little wee there in front of them which is you know, but I suppose you probably wouldn't need a wee that much if the only way you can drink water is if someone else is feeding you it from a cup as you stand there, naked, displayed and helpless. Probably that's going to put you off getting your fluids to some degree. Nice that we ended on a kind of flashing of, of quick scenes. A lovely little detail from that is Sasa caressing and kissing her buttocks. A surprisingly loving moment from Sasa who actually, in my mind, is a little bit more of a harsh mistress than Helen is. I thought it was nice that that's a moment that Lisa is going to cherish forever. And who wouldn't cherish a moment like that, bound with your arms behind your back, oozing all kinds of fluids from various orifices, and then somebody comes over, objectifies you, caresses your buttocks, and then kisses them. That's a moment to hold on for. That's one for the album as they say. Anyway, let's have a little look at the comments on this story. We've got six of them today. And as a special treat, there's a comment here from the author from Fit and Trim, who I'll, and I'll read her one first. They say, I went back to read some of the chapters to refresh my memory of what I had written. Wow, I forgot how deeply Lisa had gone into her sex slavery, even though I wrote it. It was over two years ago, after all. I'm writing chapter 18 at the moment. Lisa will endure and enjoy a new depravity. Ooh, okay. So that's kind of the author coming back from way in the future there, having reread some of this. Seems like there's plenty more to come. Just teasing there. We've got some more comments now. Uh, oh, there's one here from someone we know, from Schlank. Uh, says, I'm loving this story. So glad you published another chapter in Lisa's story. Lisa's sublime nakedness, helpless bondage, voluntary submission and servitude to her lesbian owners is so delicious and exquisitely hot. Double exclamation mark. Schlank enjoying the story. We've got a comment from Anime Girl IRL. She says, I love it. This is exactly the type of story I was looking for. Thanks for writing it. That's a nice comment. Woodworker11 says, more sex. Have the slaves service the sisters sexually, often. Have them force her to pleasure them, one at a time, or both together. Something to spice this story up. 
That sounds a bit like a male perspective. Although I don't want to, I don't want to stereotype here because Woodworker Eleven, there's nothing explicitly about that that states what the gender is. But I don't know. My instinct tells me that Woodworker Eleven is a man because that's the kind of commentary that's been going through my head a little bit. <laughs> and I am a man. Although I probably wouldn't put it as bluntly as Woodworker Eleven has put it. But I do think there's something missing from the story, and that's actual sex. You know, there's so much detail about the humiliation and the bondage elements and the misery (laughs) really uh, imposed on Lisa. And I know she doesn't see it that way. I know that she enjoys it. But from an outside perspective, quite grueling on Lisa. And there's a part of me that just wants to see them have a nice time and experience some pleasure for once. Uh, you know, I want there to be a bit of love in it. Um, and I'm afraid a couple of kisses on the butt cheek from Sasa is not enough for me. Um, but Woodworker Eleven really wants to see the sisters get serviced. He wants Lisa to be forced to pleasure them. I'm not necessarily of that mindset. I'm more of a, they all want to, so why don't they just do what they want to there's no need for anyone to force anyone they're all very willing participants um, <laughs> uh, but yeah i kind of i kind of i have a sympathy with woodworker 11 let's let's say that another i think we can presume this is a male commenter uh by the name of ample wang ample wang says great story needs more updates your story is absolutely amazing i can't wait to see what happens next especially with the Pony Girl stuff. Part of that is that I'd also like to see more frequent updates, if it didn't inconvenience you. I think that's something that everybody feels in a way, that it would be good to have more updates to this story more frequently. Obviously, from our perspective, we're getting a real front-loaded big dump of episodes all at once, because all the chapters have been written a long time ago. But I can imagine, if you've been reading this, as it's come out, if you're on the front lines of literotica.com, getting the updates, reading the stories as and when they're released, there must be some serious frustration going on with this audience. And no wonder it's dwindled from the 300,000 down to 35,000 that we've got now. To be fair to those chapters, the first chapter released in 2010 has had a lot more time to allow those page views to build up than this story that's only about four years old so that's going to be some of the some of the difference there but i also think if you could re-release this story and manage to come at it with maybe monthly updates or even weekly updates in the same way this podcast is updated weekly i think maybe fit and trim could have held on to quite a lot more of that initial mass of readers our final comment now comes from an anonymous commenter just says thank you another amazing chapter another chapter thank you so very pleased you haven't gone the way of so many and gone further over the top excellent writing yours in anticipation yeah it is nice that this hasn't gone too over the top i'm assuming that's what they mean by going further over the top i hope that's not a a reference to something untoward but I, i do think this story stays on track you know it very much does stick with the characters it keeps the same tone all the time 
uh, which is qu- frankly quite amazing if you consider this has been almost a decade now of writing this same story chapter by chapter with years often in between to keep that same tone to keep that same thread running and keep it consistent throughout all that time it's quite admirable really here we go then if you've enjoyed this chapter of Lesbian Slave Island, then please get onto literotica.com and leave some feedback for Fit and Trim. You can contact them directly and privately to let them know your thoughts on the story, how much you've enjoyed it, or you know what feedback you've got for them. If you've got some constructive feedback, please feel free to get in touch with them because they are, as we speak, in editing mode to revise all the chapters that we've heard so far and the ones we've yet to hear so that this story can be put into a, a, an officially published format, some kind of book, ebook. I'm not sure how exactly it's going to appear, but I'm sure that they would appreciate feedback from avid readers or listeners of the podcast. If you want to go on there and read ahead or go back and read some of the other chapters yourself, you can do that. You can find all the chapters by going to literotica.com and searching for Fit and Trim with an N in the middle. It's Fit and Trim. So, like, you know, when you contract and by removing the A at the beginning and the D at the end, just leaving the N, the N in the middle. So that's what they've done there. Uh, and that's fit as in getting very fit through fitness activities and trim as in i have a very trim physique so if there's any confusion about the spelling or or, or the directions to find these stories on literotica then i don't know what more i can do to clarify for you because that feels like i've really done that to death at this point anyway that's gonna do it for this episode feel free to give this podcast a like to subscribe to it if you want to to support the podcast in any way that there is to do that but for now that's that's it that's it that's everything you're going to hear from me so i will leave you with a final wish to enjoy the rest of your week and farewell until next time She lubricated my anus tenderly, commenting how clean it was. (laughs) Saliva, sweat, and sex juice. (laughs) Sex juice.